0: Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. I'm so excited to announce that my newest book, Alchemy of Becoming, is available on Amazon and you can purchase the e-version or the electronic version and upload it to your Kindle or you can purchase the actual book. And will be delivered to you in a couple of days. This has been years in the making and it completely transformed me, the, these steps of alchemical transformation that I teach in this book. And what Mystical Motherhood's all about is bringing back ancient spiritual technologies that change you and change the planet. And this book will teach you how to heal ancient generational patterns of um, wounds or pain or trauma. And it teaches you how to find a relationship with yourself it will teach you how to connect to a higher source and it'll also teach you how to understand the stages of transformation so that you can empower yourself these stages of transformation are always happening you're always moving through the elements you're always moving through these stages of awakening and whether or not you're aware of it is it gives you your power back once you know oh i'm in the stage i understand it's sort of like understanding the moon or understanding you know, the differences in the male and the female, or understanding your environment in general. It's just, it should be common knowledge that the spiritual technology is active on the planet and and knowing where you're at. So this is a reference book. It's a kind of book that you can put on your side dresser and return to consistently, and it will awaken your consciousness to change. And I'm so excited for you to read it. You can go to the link below to purchase it. It just released. And this podcast, I talk about my journey of writing it. And and I get very personal and I tell a lot of the truth. I don't go into the book too much, but I will in future podcasts. Please go onto social media and share Alchemy and Becoming. If you want more, if you want a session with me, you can book that. If you need help, you can book, uh, purchase one of the courses and there's one specifically that goes along with each stage of this book and the course is called alchemy of becoming on my website www.mysticalmotherhood.com go there for everything and also leave a rating on this podcast and share the book alchemy of becoming on instagram thanks so much i want to start this podcast by reading a poem by Yogi Bhajan that I read on a trip to India that changed my life and it's really important poem to understand because it's it really describes the process of awakening in such eloquent ways so it starts like this it says when you become soft like wax one day when you become soft like wax then my thread of life will pass through you and out of the accident of the warmth of my heart, one end will get lit and you will burn slowly melting in the heat of the flame. And when, you, and when you will reach the end, you will find God waiting for you to embrace you into his infinity. And one day when you will become soft like wax, my thread of life will pass through you and out of the passion and compassion of the time, your one end will get lit and the spread of light through you will bring joy, but the jealousy will hover on you and the moths will burn alive and you will keep on melting and burning and spreading the light, knowing that on the base of you, God is waiting to embrace you and to merge you into infinity. When one day you will love me and become known to me, And in that knowledge, when I will forget the meaning of life and your image, you will exist no more. And that is the state of experience in consciousness. Then God wants you and you don't want God. And the face value of every human is mostly not like that of an adult, because that inner being has never tried to merge with the outer being. In the depth of my heart, there is a beat. Sometimes I hope against hope that there will be common moments of life when neither of you will talk nor listen, but will enjoy the experience of the voice, which comes through my heart, through my beat, and when our vibration will merge, we may be in a position to experience the ecstasy of undying self. That poem is by Yogi Bhajan, and it's called, When You Become Soft Like Wax. And today I'm just going to speak on my own, and I'm going to speak about Alchemy Becoming and my my newest book, which is probably being released as we speak on Amazon, and how I started to write it and the journey that it took me on and the journey it will take you on as a result of that. And... When my journey really began, I, I read this poem, and I was, I'm was i driving up to this new house. I, I bought a new house, and I'm overlooking the ocean right now, and I had seen this house in visions, and I'm finally here, and I find that these visions of the future, which are found in the present moment, lead us to the next best thing, and the only way to get there is to sort of let go of control, even though that's all we ever want to do. But I'm gonna begin this podcast by describing how I received Alchemy Becoming, which was in a vision of the future, but I didn't understand it. And just like I speak about, you know, the awakening process in different podcasts, and I try to say, you know, think when you begin to awaken, things become synchronistic and they, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it's not logical. It's not based in the mind. It's based on this deep knowing of like, okay, now I'm going to go here next. And it, it it is so spontaneous and it's so, it's so hard opening that a logical person who's stuck in the mind and stuck in the mundane and stuck in the density does not understand what you're going through or talking about because it, it, it moves so quickly, but yet so slow. And, some people will go through this awakening process at an incredibly accelerated rate, and I mean, um, it's not it's not a one, two, three, four rate of growing. Many people will begin to be going at it double speed, two, four eight, 16, 32 kind of speed. And so there, if, as that happens, I feel like we need more and more people to be like, you're not unusual. <laughs> that is happening to a lot of people. And it, and it knocks you out of the, the mind. It, mo- it knocks you out of the logical sense of like, this is, you know, normal mundane life. I, I go to work, I get in my car, I, I, I go there, I meet the same people, I come home. And what awakening does is it smashes all those things, it takes away the things that you think are, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, what your ego believes is the right thing for you, and it and it places you in different places and you can speed it up and slow it down. So um let's go back in time in my life and place me in Marin County in 2017. And so at this moment in my life, I had pretty much achieved what the, the human would want to achieve, meaning I was married and secure, you know, in a financial, you know, financially secure. I was educated, highly educated. And at the time I convinced my husband, I said, I think we're going to be so happy if we buy a beautiful home in Marin County, which is, you know, like living in Connecticut, it's that experience. And, um, we're going to make dinner together, we're going to have friends over, you know, we're going to have children, we'll have a car, we'll go on hikes and bike rides, and and we're just going to be so happy. So I did it because I saw the vision of the house and I created it because your your thoughts create your reality. I did it fast, as, just as I normally do. And I got in that house and I was still going through my awakening process. Like I was, you know, I had had a few different events happen in my life that knocked me off my feet in the spiritual sense, not in, you know, the world sense, meaning family or, you know, things that happen to us. But I hadn't had anything like what happened to me in 2017. And so I was in this house and I always felt, I I feel like when we're on the call to action or when we know that we're not on our destiny, it's hard to explain. So people often come to me and they're like, I feel, I don't know how they describe it, but I describe it as a grinding within you. And it's this place that you're like, I know I'm not doing what I came here to do. I don't know how to get there, but this doesn't feel right. Though I should be happy, I have everything that the human would want. My spirit is calling and it's strong and I'm not there yet. And that's what I felt like in this house. I had this beautiful home and I had these beautiful children and I just felt this constant grinding, like something was about to happen. Something was about to happen. And so I did a ser- I, I looked up, you know, take me to my highest destiny, because that's always my prayer, because I think our prayer guides us. And I did this healing with this woman, I don't even remember her name, and this is not really a part of it, but I, I looked up Satnam Naam and it's probably the most powerful healing modality on earth, and I was in the process of practicing different healing modalities, getting to know myself, working on myself, of course. And I did a healing with this woman that was quite expensive. I didn't tell my husband, and I I called her, and she turned out to be in San Francisco that night, so I went to her house, and I did a healing. She normally is never in San Francisco. She doesn't even live there. It was just a random day I caught her in the city, and it, something, my higher self or something said, go to her, write the, find this woman online, catch her in this moment, and I did, and I went to her house, and, and it was this healing where I, everything went white, and... Uh, three days later, I was hiking with a friend, and my the friend mentioned the name Guru Jagat, and that name resonated in me like I had forgotten it. And so I went home that day, and I didn't know anything about her, and I purchased the something called Immense Grace, and I think all of you should listen to, or look it up. Immense Grace is a women's group, very powerful, and I've done it every year since. I didn't know anything about Guru Jagat, but she ended up being my teacher, one of my best teachers in my life. And she ended up helping me go to India to become liberated, which is a part of my book, Alchemy of Becoming. So that's how I found Guru Jagat. And that's how I really found my part of my community. And also in that year in 2017, I was beginning to connect to ascended masters and I didn't know what the heck they were then. I had no idea. Like I, You couldn't tell me who a goddess or God was. I, was uncon- I didn't know angels. I was like, what are you talking about? I was, didn't understand anything, and I found a teacher, another teacher. Her name was Celestine Starr, and I've had her on this podcast, and one day, she's very connected to the ancient Egyptian lineage, which is also a lineage I'm deeply connected to, but at the time, I did not know that, and... So she said to me, she was doing a little bit of a channeling because we were working together and she was teaching me, you know, what does a priestess work do? And I was interested and she was teaching me, it was the beginning education about the elements. And I didn't consciously understand why I was learning these things until I wrote my books, understanding that the elements are uh, the most important part of fertility, understanding fire, earth, air, water, and ether, or not the most, but it's a part of the you know spiritual conception or conscious conception. And so she was teaching me how to create altars, how to activate places, how to heal lands, things like that. And I went to her house in Marin. She goes, oh, we're supposed to do a full moon ceremony to open up your third eye, they're saying. And that means the goddess Isis is someone she works with. And I said, okay, whatever. And so I went to her house in 2017 and she set up this back room of her house in Marin County. And I walked in. I had never been to her house, nor had I ever been to any sort of a ceremony or anything. And I walked in that room, and my life never was ever, ever the same, and I experienced an absolute miracle. And I think Kaya Ra wrote about it in her book, The Sophia Code. She begins the Sophia Code explaining that she's, you know, sitting at a table and the whole room shifted. And I think like one of the Sophia dragons or something esoteric or something very powerful literally came in the room and asked her to write a book. And the same thing happened to me for Alchemy of Becoming. It was dramatic yet not dramatic and, but, and completely unpredictable. And it completely changed my consciousness in all ways that day in this room. And basically I held Celestine's hand and it, I was gone for four hours and I began to completely open up, meaning I was taken into these higher realms where I could see at a three hundred and sixty degrees around me, and everything was soft, angelic, and new and fresh. So I was I was simultaneously on Earth while in these higher realms, and not ever experiencing something like this. It, it sounds nuts to people, and it was nuts to me. I I'm telling I'm telling you from a point of view looking at it as a very, you know, grounded individual, it was like, it was a miracle. I'm like, somebody would may experience a near death experience, or, you know, you walk through the light of the tunnel. I had that happen, but I was in, you know, not in the death state. I was in the a living state of, of health. So she held my hands and I encountered beings or, you know, like angelic beings. And they came towards me and they handed me scrolls and they took the scrolls and they put them across my forehead. And they led me on a journey, which I went to this temple, which I recognized later was a temple in India that I actually went to later. So about seeing the future. And it's this golden temple in India. And I went into the Himalayas and I went up through the Himalayas and I went into these higher realms and they took scrolls and they put them across my forehead. And the process of this, I really encountered what you that what i understand is the goddess isis so goddess isis is a goddess and she's one of the i consider her a founding goddess of humanity and she's highly connected to our origins and i speak about her in some of my books briefly but um I know a lot of other people speak about her more in general but i have a deep connection to her almost as a mother and i in that in that experience my whole entire reality opened up to like I said 360 degrees I began to see hear and feel in a different way and different healing abilities began to come out of me after that experience and in that experience she asked me to write a book and I telepathically understood what she was saying and I said what do you want me to write and this was with Celestine's help and she said you will you write me a book I said yes and I and then I said what do you want me to write about and she gave me, the symbols of a square, a circle and a triangle. And that is in 2017. And so I took that down and from that point onward, I was teaching yoga and I went to all of my students and I said, "You know, I had this event happen in my life and I can see and I can hear in new ways and I and I'm and I'm healing in new ways. Can I practice on you?" And they all said, "Yes." So I began to do channelings and practicing this you know, my new gift after that experience on these students. And I became very accurate in my ability to see and hear and feel and know and alleviate what was happening in their lives. So I guess the clairvoyant and clairaudient abilities began to come out of me after that experience. I was not born with those things, but it happened after that. And then shortly then after, my husband at the time was asked, asked me to move to Ireland out of the blue he literally came home and he said, would you like to move to Ireland? And I called Celestine. I said, oh my gosh, this is, I mean, it was probably within a week. And my life began to accelerate at a pace that I have never experienced from that point forward. It was when ISIS entered my life And the, Kaya Ross speaks about this in the Sophia code, ISIS um, begins to change you. She moves fast. She takes she's like fire. And as I talk about the different elements in alchemy of, be, of becoming all of these elements change you at a different rate. You know, fire works really really quick. Water really works on your emotional body. Air will just take things out very, you know, fast but you don't you're not in it as long and then earth is a grounding process where you really become solid in who you are. But when and you go through these over and over until you become more subtle in the awakening process. So with Isis, she is fire. And when you begin to work with these different archetypes of your own awakening on the hero's journey to become who you are, to deliver what you came here to do, you will also encounter these kind of like, um, I guess, archetypes and they can come in many forms. Isis is one of them. Um, Alice in Wonderland is one of mine, Uh, Dorothy uh, in The Wizard of Oz. These are all different kinds of feminine and there's male archetypes that kind of guide you on the path to the hero's journey, which is something I go deeply into in Alchemy of Becoming. So anyway, we're asked to go to Ireland and of course my guide, Celestine Starr, on my journey says, you're going to go and awaken to the priestess energy and this is why I've been training you for this stuff and your life is never going to be the same you're going to go to the land of the priestess. Now, I didn't know what she was talking about. I just was like, oh, I get to go travel Europe. It was not that at all. I did travel Europe, but I began to go to all the power sites around the world and really take in the energy of these ancient civilizations. And I began to awaken at a really fast pace uh, and change, like almost like change on an internal level. And that's when I really entered into the wind element to really understand, you know, moving quickly. I think I traveled to 20 countries in in less than two years, maybe 15, 20. I took my children with me. It was wild. And at each place I went to uh, the sacred sites and I went into the sacred um, temples and I went into the, the churches and all I did was find places of power. And for an alchemist, I speak about this in my book, places of power are places of energy, places where you gather energy, where you understand you. If you have the power and the understanding, you can walk into a church and you can understand why they created that church there, why the, why the angles are a certain way, why the sacred geometry is a certain way, how the elements work in the church. And you can gather that power, that energy into you. Most humans, 99% 98% will walk into a church and not have that level of an experience. There's different levels of an experience. There's different understandings of why certain churches are built that way or why, you know, temples are created or why the land is created in a certain way and understanding the power of certain lands and and really understanding the power of certain countries. You know, like like Scotland creates freedom. And so if you can go there, you can really understand freedom and DNA. That's what I understood there. And you, and you also go to these places to pick up memories and to see people to clear karma much quicker, where, you know, if you're just in your normal life, you're not necessarily doing that. You're not clearing things as quick as you want to. So I go to Ireland and that's when I began to, um, really get on the path to destiny. So In the book, my book starts out back to Alchemy Becoming because this is what it's all about. I wrote two books and I wrote Mystical Motherhood and I wrote Fertile while, you know, traveling through Ireland and I finished Fertile when I moved um, to Brooklyn, when I was guided to move to Brooklyn at the end of this adventure. And I start the book out with my father's death. And I believe that death and transitions or, you know, Sometimes we clear lineages of curses of of things that hold the lineage back of the biggest pain in the lineage for our children for our future for ourselves and you all have one and I call it in the book the process of opening the heart and so my trauma was the pain around the male around, you know, the, the male that needs to be healed, the male that doesn't love you, the male that, um, is not really there for you. And that keeps repeating throughout your life, whether or not you're conscious of it or not. And everybody has their own, their own base trauma their own base, um, experience. And so many people on earth right now, even in podcasts and books and different things are talking about trauma. I am hearing it more. I'm hearing books that are talking about actually this hero's journey process that, that humanity is going to have to go to through an accelerated rate for us to make it. And, um, part of the hero's journey and part of the the process of awakening at this type of level is you have to go through the deepest, darkest, um, like underground part of you to come out the other side. You have to go into the, un, you know, underneath like Dante's Inferno. You have to go deep into what per- 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 Persephone goes underground, you know, and in, in the springtime she rises, right? So you have to go through that part of yourself that needs to break. And it's usually a wounding from your childhood that holds you back. And until that wounding, that trauma, that thing is healed, you can't really live because you're constantly projecting into the future and into the past. And so for me to understand how to teach women or specifically women, because I want you to birth a type of child that doesn't have this trauma in the lineage. And that's why my work focuses on women, because you're birthing the next generation. And though a man can read this book, you are going to use it faster and, and, and actually put, put it to work with these next children. So basically in this book, Alchemy of Becoming, I start out on this journey, the hero's journey of, of my father's in the hospital and I'm about to leave for India, which is all a true story. And I'm about to go and, and after, you know, many, many traveling all over the world, I'm about to go to India to descend down these stairs of liberation I'm actually about to go where I had seen in my vision in that room with Celestine, myself in India at this temple, which I didn't understand at the time. And I'm about to go with Guru Jagat, the teacher I had met in 2000 or understood, you know, finally found in 2017 when I heard her name. And so I'm, I go to India and my, my sister calls me the day I'm leaving. And she says, dad's in the hospital do you want to fly home? I said, no, I'm going to India today to liberate the family. Do you need me to fly home? And, I, and she said, well, he's on life support. And I said, well, I mean, do you want me to come home or not? And she said, no, go to India and do what you need to do. So I, did, I felt very relieved by that. I'd never been connected to my father and he was my biggest pain. So my father was a shame that I had kept for my entire life. So we all have a wound, a part of ourself that doesn't allow us to be authentic, a part of ourself that doesn't allow us to be free or in integrity or to be actually a whole human being. And I'm seeing it more and more as I become even more healed, but as I see people that are, you know, in need of healing the most powerful individuals on this planet, the most free, the most, the people that are magnetic, they manifest really quickly. They are, you know, just everything comes with ease. They're integrated human beings. And that means there's not a part of themselves that they don't show to the world. And, and if you, most people have a persona, they don't tell the truth. They put on a show of who they are to the people around them because they don't, they don't, if they were really to be seen for who they are, they would feel shame. And that is most of of humanity and most people that we know. And it's probably you too, because until you see your wound, until you see what you're hiding, until you don't, until you, you know, the things that you don't want anyone to know about are the things that you need to clear. And mine was my father and i he was bipolar and schizophrenic and i didn't want to tell anyone about him because i felt like ashamed as a little girl about him i was always embarrassed of him i was always in shock around him i was always in trauma around him because of how crazy he was and i didn't do anything wrong but i always felt like i had done something wrong right and i didn't understand consciously until I left my husband actually until the age of like 34. So 34 years, I didn't even know that I was an, an inch in shame of my father. I didn't know that that was a wound I need to deal with. I didn't understand that it was holding me back of feeling my heart, and I didn't understand that I wasn't a whole person because of this deep healing I need to go into around this. So back to people that are very powerful. Some of the most in amazing, or some of the most integral or most important parts of becoming incredibly powerful is the ability to tell the truth. And the ability to, um, the ability to tell the truth is probably one of the most powerful things you can do. Most people do not tell the truth and they're, there's, they're lying throughout the day. And if you take some time to really just tell the truth You know, I'm not comfortable right now. I don't like it when you don't call me. Simple things like that, or I don't like that food. No, thank you. Or I actually want to change seats because I'm gonna be more comfortable there. It can be as simple as that, or it can be as um, as uncomfortable as I don't feel good in my body. I feel fat, or um, I was sexually abused as a child. I I um, don't like myself. I hurt somebody. Those are the truth. The, 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 the truth, it, it, it makes you powerful and magnetic, and no one can say it. And I really realized this when one of my teachers, Abdi, who's mentioned in the book Alchemy of Becoming, he speaks about when he became very powerful. So Abdi is a healer I mentioned in my book, Abdi or Alchemy of Becoming, that I met when I was led to go to um, Egypt after I went to India, which is a part of the story of awakening and the hero's journey in my book. And Abdi said one day, he said, the minute my life really changed, the minute I became much more powerful as a, as a soul on this planet or as a walking being on this planet is when I decided to never lie again. And he goes, it took a year because everyone around me was in a real big shock because I told the truth about everything, about them, about the situation, about, about my life, about who I am. He goes, I just don't lie. And he says it's really important for you not to be with people that lie and not to lie yourself. And, I, and as you go through this journey of, of awakening, of alchemy, which I describe in this book, you'll find that your truth and who you are and your authenticity will come out. And, and you will be tested of what is important to you in your life and what, what makes you thrive and be authentic. So the only way for you to deliver... What you came here to deliver in the form, which, if you're listening to this, you may be in the point of your grinding and you know that you're about to awaken or you know that something's going to change and you just don't know how to get there. Well, it's diving into the parts of yourself that hold shame, that you don't tell the truth about, that you're not happy about, that you're maybe living because somebody else tells you that this is the way it should be. And so, for me, you know, things that are really important to me are my spirituality, my practice. I really love luxury, so I don't have any shame around it. I like expensive things. I like to live in luxury. I don't like to live in in places that don't make me feel good. I like to drive nice cars, and that's not ego. That's just what I like. I like those things. It doesn't feel like ego to me because it's authentic to me. I, I have to be creative, and I have to now. I really need to live in ease. Like I need to be able to... The ease creates creativity for me. And so when... I am constantly tested even now when people enter my life and they don't meet those needs or maybe they, maybe I can't. There's an example. I was dating somebody and the man in front of me w- was an atheist and I was trying to make it work with him. And I was, tr- and in a way I had to hide my story. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I couldn't tell him what I'm telling you now. I couldn't say, you know, I was just take on this journey. I was, I went to in, I went, I traveled the world. I went to sacred sites. I felt God in those presence. He would constantly question me. He would constantly make me feel like I was crazy. My authenticity, my truth, who I am is not right. And those are the moments in our life that we need to, you know, begin to say, I'm not going to put a persona on. I'm not going to be somebody different for you to be comfortable or for me to be comfortable being around you. And so as we move through this awakening process, the friends in our life will change, the, the conversations we have will change, and there is a period you go through it alone. And in the book, I talk about that. And then there's a period where you, you'll find you know soul family members that are just like you. So back to the book. I'm in India, and I do the Stairs of Liberation, and I receive these photos in my phone which doesn't make any logical sense to anyone who doesn't have any connection to the, the unordinary, the miracles that can happen on this planet. But I did. I'm telling you the absolute truth. I was pray. I was hanging some prayer flags after I had done these stairs of liberation in India with my teacher Guru Jagat. We were at the temple of the Dalai Lama and it sounds so surreal, but it really was that surreal. Um, we were on an, an, a pilgrimage and I had to leave because my children were at home. So I had to leave three days early because I, I don't like to leave them too long. And I was quickly hanging some prayer flags. So some of the tradition of, of being in the Himalayas is you hang these prayer flags and you put a prayer up. And I had just read this book by Day, or Donald Walsh called Conversations with God Book 4. And in Conversations with God, Book Four, he says that there are off planet people who will come and help awaken humanity, but you just have to ask them. And I said, Well, okay, whatever. Like, I read books as if, like, whatever, you know, and I really take it like that. And I was like, Okay, well, that'll be my prayer. So I I prayed, Help me to awaken humanity, help me to awaken humanity as I'm putting these prayer flags up. And in that moment, 46 photos were put in my phone, which sounds so bizarre, but I'm telling you the truth. And they were all these shapes of sandstones and of color. And they had one of them had a huge eye in it, which is actually on my Instagram under Pritam Atma. You can go see it. It's under the Himalayas years back in 2018, I believe. And um, I went to Guru Jaga and I showed her the photos and she's like, holy shit, <laughs> this is real girl, go. And those, and so I was, I went home and of course I called my girlfriends who would understand. I said, what, I counted the photos and there was 46 of them. And then I kept counting and counting and then they deleted on my phone and they were on my computer and there was 48 of them. And so I called my girlfriend, Joanna, and I said, what the F is going on? Like, I'm not making this stuff, stuff up. It's surreal. It's crazy. Like, I'm not making this up. This is nutty. And it was the call to the hero's journey that I had gotten basically on my phone. And it sounds, not you don't have to believe it. You could pretend it's not real, but I it, it just happened that way. And I went into meditation, and because I had learned to hear, and I had learned to see the unknown, and I had learned to trust my intuition, that little voice inside me that leads me to the next best thing that allows my heart to open, I had been given a book by a friend and before I went to Ireland, because I was living in Ireland at this point, which is all described in my book, Alchemy of Becoming, and in the book... I grabbed it off the shelf. I heard, grab that book off the shelf. And it was um, a book called, oh, I don't remember. I, I noted it in the book, um, Alchemy of Becoming, what book it was. But I opened it up and it says the 48 chromosomes of Christ consciousness can be found in the Great Pyramid. And so that was, I didn't, I understood what 46 meant, meaning it was about DNA. So that's when I began to write about DNA in my book, fertile. I understood what they wanted me to write about. It came through these magnificent receiving of information, you know, information from information from the beyond information from spirit, from God, whatever, from source comes in many forms. It can, and, and, and different elementals and different things will talk to you in different ways. So if you are needing the energy of the bird, and for whatever reason, the bird, you'll see birds all the time and they'll be coming to your window or, and and that may mean something different for you or for di- something, you know, different for another person. Other times, you know, I speak about this in other podcasts, but it comes in symbols. It comes in, in, in songs. You may receive a song from a friend and you'd be like, that's the answer to my question. Now, these are very simple ways of receiving. And I had been receiving that way for 10 years. And then I began to receive on a bit of a higher level by receiving, you know, photos in my phone, which actually have continued, and I still get them randomly, um, and I have proof of that. So anyway, The 48 Chromosomes of Christ Consciousness is in this book, and it says to go to the Great Pyramid, and I said to another girlfriend, I said, okay, I think I just conceived a project, and in about nine months, I'll be in the Great Pyramid, and, she, and I forgot all about it because the best way to actually receive something is to forget about it and just allow spirit to come and bring it to you. And I was guided to go to the Great Pyramid. I received an invitation from that same friend that said, do you want to go with me to meet this healer Abdi in the Great Pyramid? Nine months later, I said yes. And I went to the Great Pyramid, as an alchemist does, and I left my life and my whole life changed. So this is just the beginning of the book. And I know I'm weaving out of different concepts, and I know that this may sound dense or it may be exactly what you need to hear right now. But when I went to the Great Pyramid, I left my life and my wound, my shame, the biggest thing that was holding me back into becoming the authentic, real, integrated, free human being that I am now was my father. And so after doing the Stairs of Liberation, he died. And from that death, I began to, I believe, transform the Gen- generational history of my family, which was the pain of the, you know, the, the male in, in the male, putting the woman down the page. Patri- it, it really became the pain of males in general. And I've been cleansing it from my bloodline almost for two, three years now. And it's very deep process of cleaning out that, what I call in the book, the original wound. And it's this almost like, it's almost like a generational history, maybe a DNA think something in your DNA, something in your subconscious, something that holds you back. And there's many things that, and then from that main thing, it has 10 sisters. So from that, you know, original wound, you, what your original wound may be that you were sexually abused. Your original wound may be that your mother left you or died. Yours may be, um, it can be anything. Yours may be that you had narcissistic parents and it's this programming that just holds you back into being who you came here to be. And from that major wound, from that wound, you have all these sisters from it. So maybe you're bulimic because of it. Maybe you're anorexic because of it. Maybe you lie a lot because of it because you don't want to tell the truth about who you really are. and, And so nobody want, you don't want anybody else to see that wound. And so all these different patterns come from this wound and you may go at it from healing these little patterns, but that doesn't get to the core of it. And what the Buddhists say is like, rip the thing, rip the belief system up from the roots. And so the roots of my discomfort in life, the roots of my pain came from this wound. When my, and then it really came up and my life began to change when he died. Because I, maybe now I even realized that I was probably even working with him on the other side to help him clear and liberate that from my family line. Only now do I realize that actually in the last few weeks. So I take you on a journey of understanding ancient alchemy in this book and I've talked about this in many podcasts too. And I know in this particular session of what I'm I'm speaking to you now, I know I'm weaving in many many subjects and and you're probably thinking what is she talking about? There's a lot going on. And and there is a lot going on in this book too. Meaning I weave different stories and I take it through a tempo. So I take the reader from the mundane world up to the higher realms and I take it down again and I take it up again. And a really good um, writer, a really good speaker will always do the same thing. There's always going to be a temple, a nod, an experience that will take something so that you can understand it. So you can take that takeaway point, but then also elevate your consciousness while doing so. And this book does that. And it also takes you through various stories. So it, it, it shows the path of awakening from the point of view of alchemy, of the ancient alchemist. It takes you through ancient um, texts of understanding what real alchemy is, not just, you know, um, a brand name, a T-shirt or, you know, a hashtag, a real deep alchemy from Egypt. It takes you through the journey of the hero's journey, which is going to the the deepest, darkest parts of yourself, following the archetypes to help you grow, and then coming out the other end of this journey in your truth, in your authentic worth, becoming who you really came here to do, and then delivering something that other people can then follow that journey and take that journey with you. This book also helps you to clear your genetic history. It helps you to upgrade your DNA. It helps you to find um, protection you know, of, of who you are versus who somebody else is in the form of relationships. So it's really based on healing um, the relationship you have with yourself and then healing the relationship you have with the male in front of you. Because each of my books over the next the rest of my life, which I believe there'll be up to 12 of these books are a package system to help bring this new type of Aquarian family onto the planet. And there's different stages of that. It's the woman. It will be the woman, you know, during pregnancy, it will then go to the relationship to the conscious relationship and, and then to the children and to how we can recreate, redefine and what it means to be conscious, to be aware, to be awakened in this new kind of world we're living in that we're really building each and every day through every single one of us. So I want to read a little bit from the book so you have an understanding of the way I wrote it, and I'm going to start here this book specifically to the healing of our wounds around intimate relationships because this is where the pain commonly arises. It is through intimate relationship with another human being that we can clearly see ourselves and all of the ways we have diverged from love. Personally, I compensated for my lack of self-love through the search of love through men that could not provide it. You may search for this love through magnifying different insecurities within you or inflating your ego to make yourself feel greater. No matter what your conditioning is, this book will help you heal because every relationship that you have is preparation for having a relationship with yourself. This is the most important one. On a search for your destin- on a search, on a search for your destination, you will take a road back home to you. And each encounter with another is leading you there. I wrote my first two books, Mystical Motherhood and Fertile, to help women heal their mother wound so that they can become better mothers themselves. Alchemy Becoming is dedicated to healing the father aspect within each individual and the patriarchal structure of humanity as a whole. This system built on action, material, growth, power, and control. This system is being dismantled, and the only way for us to adjust to living in a more peaceful, filled manner is to learn how to heal any distortions within ourselves. The healing of the male and female aspects or the mother and father wounds will help you to become a whole human being who is happy, content, and contained. You have less desire to look at your external environment for well-being. You recognize that it is completely out of your control. My original wound is described in this book as the pain I associated with my father. It was the story I was unconsciously playing out in my life that held me back from experiencing worthiness, joy, self-love, awareness, and God. The process of alchemical transformation that I went through to heal was miraculous. The journey took me from the Himalayas through Scotland, Ireland, around Mary Magdalene's land in France, to the sacred sites of England and Egypt. I embarked on the hero's journey, embodying historical archetypes and healing generations of patterns through my alchemical transformation. The most remarkable aspect of the, of my journey is that I did not consciously know what was happening until I made it on the other side. There is a tremendous growth in internal power that is generated through the chaos of not knowing as it requires you to be present with what is happening now. Like Alice, after she fell down the rabbit hole and woke up from a dream, I asked myself if everything I had experienced was real. When I returned to a regular life, everything was, everything was different yet it was all the same. The most significant change was that I had had to let go of my human story and and connected to spirit or God. I learned that in order to have any relationship succeed, the flow of the infinite spirit needs to exist within you first. My original wound was associated with my father and the childhood conditioning that I had had to release in order to heal. This was my story that I kept repeating with every man I became intimate with. The wound distorted my entire reality, took over my thought stream, and didn't allow me to experience the radiant love of my heart. I was focused on the pain that was reflected back through me through these relationships. My thoughts were constantly focused on him in whatever form he came in and was always just another aspect of the love I never received. The healing of my thought stream allowed the opening of my heart, and I spent my life searching for love through a man, and it took this transformation to find out that I am that love. And I found that no man or external experience can give me the happiness that I am seeking. Once you identify your original wound and how it has hijacked your life, you will be able to see how letting it go is the road back to yourself. Your wounds distort your reality and stop you from moving towards your destiny because so much of your energy is wasted on the pain of your past. In this book, I am not asking you to deeply explore the emotions and commotions of your past. I will only request that you recognize that these patterns exist and they and they hold you back and play out in your present relationships. I will encourage you to use various spiritual technologies to transform yourself and move on to live your best life and serve others. Successful people have a connection to their higher to a higher force, rather than the mental emotional um, emotions held within the human body. This is your quest. Your original wounds or childhood conditioning may be similar to mine or very different. What matters is that you are ready to let that conditioning go so that you can live your best life and create a more conscious relationship with everyone around you. This is the journey of the alchemist, a journey back to your heart. So I go on and I talk about the different steps of transformation that I just want to talk about again here. Calcination, dissolution, separation, conjunction, fermentation, distillation, and coagulation. These are the ancient steps of alchemy. This is the symbol of the square, the circle, and a triangle, which is actually on the book. That's the philosopher's stone. So once you become the true alchemist and the true alchemist is basically the soul begins to transform within your form. Your body is the beaker and the soul is the part of you that goes through the transformation. And that transformation is letting go of the wounds and the conditioning that you came in here. And in order for you to deliver what you came here to do, you have to be in the present moment. And the present moment is not met, is not seen, is not experienced. And because you're always in the past of your wound and you're projecting that wound into the future. And so in this book, I teach you how to get there and I teach you how to take these stages of transformation, which ISIS was trying to teach me in 2017 and embodied, you know, gave me basically within my system, teach this, teach this ancient alchemy, show people how to use these steps of transformation, which then can be used into a theory. It could really be applied into psychology into motherhood, into the stages of grief, into the stages of anger, of pain, for divorce, for anything. And so I will do more podcasts to discuss these stages. You can go to my website, www.mysticalmotherhood.com. And you can also um, go to Amazon very, very soon to buy Alchemy of Becoming. But there is a course, courses on my Website that you can purchase to take you through these steps. And I'm so excited for you to go on this journey of healing. If you have any questions, I want you to reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. You can email me at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com if you want to work with me privately. You have any questions about the courses, you have any questions about my book, Mystical Motherhood Fertile or Alchemy of Becoming, I'm here to help you. You can find uh, my information and more about me on Instagram. At mystical motherhood or at Pritam Atma. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. It really, really helps share this work on social media, share it with your friends, give it to your family, share this podcast. And as soon as Alchemy of Becoming is out, I will do another podcast to discuss it more in depth. And I'll bring on women who have been using it in their own life to transform themselves and to change their past. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much.